Our scripture reading this morning comes from the ninth chapter of Luke. We'll be looking at verses 57 through 62. And we're, um, we're starting a new series this morning about walking with Jesus. And we talked last week about how, um, how Jesus uh, is, is beginning to walk from Galilee to Jerusalem. And we talked about how he was going to go through the villages of Samaria, but, uh, but now he has to take the long way around because he's not welcome there. And so he and his disciples are beginning their pilgrimage, their journey for Jerusalem. Um, he's going there to participate in the, uh, in the festival of Passover, but he's also going there knowing uh, that when he arrives, that the cross is waiting on him. And so he has his eyes, uh, he's, he's fixed like flint toward Jerusalem. And he and his disciples are beginning to walk. And so for the next couple of weeks, we're going to walk with Jesus to Jerusalem. And we're going to meet some of the, uh, some of the characters he encounters along the way. And uh, we'll start this morning with three people who want to join in that walk with him. So Luke chapter 9 uh, starting with verse 57. Hear now the word of our Lord. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. This is the word of God. May it find its way into our hearts and lives this morning by the power of his Holy Spirit. Amen. So um, I uh, filmed a, a little video and putting on Facebook introducing this series. And I uh, filmed it on one of the walking trails outside of my house. And um, if I was breathing like Darth Vader on that thing, it was because um, it was about my ninth take trying to do it, like talk and walk at the same time. But also, um, it had been a little while since I got out and walked. Um, it's been cold. I, I kind of go through this, uh, this thing every, every morning. I, I, I make my coffee, I do my devotion, and the next thing I know I'm supposed to do is go for a walk. And some mornings I make it, and then other mornings I don't. See, I know all of the advantages. I know um, what going for a walk every day will do for me. I know that it will make me healthier. I won't, I won't be as short of breath all the time. Um, I also know that, uh, that, um, that it will clear my mind, that, uh, that I'll feel better for the rest of the day if I take that walk in the morning. I also know that, that, um, that as I'm walking out in nature, 
God may speak to me in a special way. See, I know all the benefits, but at the same time, I wake up, and it's cold out there, and it's so warm in here. And also, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of tired. And also, I've got this long list of things to do today, and, you know, that, that 20, 30, 40 minutes out walking on the trail, you know, that's going to put me behind the eight ball, right? And, and so I start listing these excuses, and sometimes I make it, sometimes I don't. People who run say the hardest part of running is getting out the door. And I know for me that's true when it comes to walking. The hardest part of walking is getting out the door. I think that's true for our walk with Jesus too, isn't it? The hardest part of walking with Jesus is getting out the door. See, we know all the benefits. We know that uh, a rich prayer life will, uh, will, will make us feel at peace, will make us um, uh, uh, just uh, tackle life's problems better. Uh, we'll feel more centered and, and in the spirit. We know that that will be a good thing, and yet we have, we have trouble getting into prayer sometimes. We know that if we read scripture every day, we will grow in wisdom and in character and, and, and know the things of God, and that's something we want for our lives, but we have trouble making the time sometimes. The hardest part of walking with Jesus is getting out the door. We know we should. We know it will make us feel better, and yet the excuses kind of pile up. Some mornings we make it out the door. Other mornings we don't. So we're looking at three people this morning that want, in a very literal sense, to walk with Jesus. They want to walk beside the earthly Jesus and go the place where he's going. But in their, uh, in their excuses and in their reasons not to walk with Jesus, we see some of our own. We see some of the things that keep us from getting out the door. The first person says, as they were walking along the road, he says, I will follow you wherever you go. See, this person doesn't have to wait for Jesus to, to come invite them. They, they see, I picture this scene like, um, like Forrest Gump, you know, when he starts running. And it's just it's him by himself. And then, you know, uh, uh, people start joining him along the road. And pretty soon there's a whole crowd of people running with Forrest Gump. Uh, that's the way I picture this scene with Jesus. Him and his disciples have started walking and people see him and they want to be a part of it. And so one by one, people are just coming up and joining and so this guy wants to be one of them. And he, he, he comes up to Jesus and says, I will follow you wherever you go. And the next thing Jesus says is actually kind of discouraging. He says, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Um. A couple, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, my friend and I um, were wanting to go to inauguration. Uh, see, I, I grew up in Kentucky, and I've never been you know, close enough to go to an inauguration. I thought this would be really cool. 
um, to, to witness history. And um, because I'm, you know, just a local yokel and don't know anything, I tried maybe a couple of days before inauguration to get our hotel room. And of course, all the good hotel rooms are taken up. All the prices are jacked up because people know what they have. And, um, and so uh, after, you know, searching for about 20 minutes, I, I, I found this, uh, this night's Inn. And I was getting ready to click on, on, uh, on buy, and I thought just a second, you know, I really ought to read the review. So I read the reviews. And boy, am I glad I read those reviews. I mean, these were like uh, tales of the crypt-like reviews. This, um, it was like, uh, like uh, cockroaches and, 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 and stains and bed bugs and, and people, you know, complaining because the drug dealers out in the lobby were too loud. And, you know, um, after I got done with these reviews, I thought, I'm going to keep looking, right? Those reviews are important. TripAdvisor is your friend. Um, but Jesus is upfront and honest with this man, isn't he? He gives him the honest Yelp review. The view is going to be great, but the amenities stink. If you come walking with me, if you go where I go, I'm not like other rabbis. I, I, I can't promise you a place to sleep every night. I don't know what we're, what we're going to be eating one day to the next. Uh, we're going uh, to Jerusalem. We're going by a route that I really haven't planned. And, uh, and I just, we're going to figure it out when we get there. And so um, if you're ready for that kind of lifestyle, you're welcome to come with me. If not, you might as well stay behind. I'm not offering you any posh amenities. I think this thing of walking with Jesus is risky business. And one of the things that keeps us from getting out the door sometimes is this idea of of getting outside of our comfort zone, of knowing that if we really commit to our walk with Jesus, it might cause us to do some things and put us into some situation we never thought we'd be in. Things that make us uncomfortable you know what if we're like saint patrick and 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 we're um laying around and uh and and we receive a vision from god that says go to ireland or zimbabwe or worse northern virginia right um what if god calls us somewhere we don't want to go or to talk to people we don't want to talk to or to come to church and try something new. What if that happens to us? What if we're stretched out of our comfort zone? It's much easier to stay inside where it's warm than to go out walking with Jesus, not knowing we're going, where we're going to lay our head next, not knowing where our next meal is going to come through. Really Trusting him like that. Much easier sometimes to stay inside than to get out the door. So he says to another person, follow me. 
But he replied, Lord, first let me go bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Seems pretty harsh, doesn't it? God just wants to bury his father. Just let me bury my just let me bury my father and then I can come with you. And Jesus isn't having it. Let the dead bury their own dead. But you come proclaim the kingdom of God. A lot of times the way we imagine this story is that maybe there's a funeral in progress. You know, maybe it's a three, four-day kind of affair, and a man's in the middle of the festivities, and he's saying, hey, just let me finish this up. Wait around a day or two. Um, there, like, like, there's a body over here. Let me get my shovel. Let me finish up, and then I'm free to come with you. But that's not actually what's being described here. But what's actually going on here? is uh, is this, uh, let me bury my father, is kind of an expression. And uh, what the guy is saying is, my father is along in years. It's my job to take care of him. And I cannot come with you until my full obligation is fulfilled. Until he's finally been buried and we've settled his estate. And then I'll be free to come with you. The guy's not talking about a matter of days. He's talking about a matter of months, maybe years, right? He's talking about, I would love to walk with you, Jesus, but see, I'm in this phase of life that is really hard for me right now. I've got a lot of obligations. If you could just wait, this next phase of life is going to be, uh, I'm going to have a lot less distractions and then I'm going to be able to walk with you. So if you'll please let me wait to get to this next phase of life and then, then I can, I, I can walk with you. Of course, the problem with that kind of thinking is the next phase of life never comes. See, we always imagine there'll be this, this, uh, this, this, this wonderful phase of life where we're finally free of all of our obligations and then we can focus on Jesus. And, of course, each new phase of life comes with its new challenges. The college student that thinks, oh, when I, when I graduate, then I'm going to be able to focus on the things that matter, right? Get a rude awakening, when they enter the workforce, has its own obligations. And then comes marriage, and there comes children. And then, oh, if we just get the children out of the house, then we're going to be able to, we're going to, be able to focus on, on the things that matter. And then as well, gosh, if, uh, if, we could just, uh, if we could just retire, then the world will be our oyster and we'll focus on the things that matter. And then it's, well... Got to take care of our parents, and then when we're done with that, we'll, we'll, we'll focus on the things that matter. And then at some point, we become the obligation. And, and, if, and if we're not careful, if we're all, always putting off our walk with Jesus to the next phase of life, when, when we imagine it's going to be easier, well then, tomorrow never comes. Walking with Jesus starts now. Whenever now is. 
because it will never be an easier time or a better time to walk with Jesus. I couldn't help but read this passage um, this more uh, this week and and think about um, about Marjorie and Elizabeth and how they were taking care of their mothers um, and, and their witness to us as they did it how they um, how how they kept their uh, walk with Jesus important to them even as they did that even as as the obligations got harder. Elizabeth was still bringing us our bulletins. She was still praying for everyone over here. Marjorie was still playing the piano for us. Our walk with Jesus doesn't mean ignoring our obligations to our family, but it means not putting off our walk, letting, walk, letting Jesus walk with us through those seasons of life. There is never a better time than today to walk with Jesus. He understands sometimes we'll have more to give, sometimes we'll have less. Sometimes we'll have more time, sometimes we'll have less. But if we keep him first, if we take him at his word, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be adding and we believe that. He'll be faithful to us but we got to get out the door to walk with Jesus. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. <coughs> Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. See, to me, this one is the most radical one because the request seems the most reasonable, right? This guy's not waiting, saying wait a half a decade while I, uh, while I, I finish my affairs and, and, and get free of my obligations. This guy's saying wait around an hour while I go home, tell my family where I'm going to be, and then come back. And Jesus comes off as kind of a jerk, <laughs> He's saying, anyone that goes back and kisses their family goodbye is not fit for the kingdom, right? You got you to fix your eye forward. Put your shoulder to the plow and don't look back. Now, I'm going to admit, I don't know as much about farming and agriculture as you people do, right? But here's the way I understand it, and you can just correct me if I'm wrong, right? When you're plowing... You've got to have your eye fixed on the horizon. It helps to have a fixed point so you're going in a straight row, right? But if I'm looking back, if I'm getting distracted, I'm going all over the place, and then I look back and I have zigzags, right? Is that y'all's understanding of it too? So Jesus has his eye fixed on Jerusalem. He has his eyes fixed on the cross, fixed like flint. He knows where he's going. And he says, we're supposed to be the same way. We're supposed to have our eyes fixed forward and know where we're going and not look backwards and not look to the left and look to the right. We're supposed to have our eye trained. And Jesus and his disciples, they're walking. 
they're moving on. And he's basically saying to this guy, this is your moment. It's now or never. If you go backwards and and you figure all that out and you pack your stuff and you say goodbye and you come back here, we're going to be gone because our eyes are fixed. We're plowing forward. We're going this way. See, we come to these moments in our lives, these, these sort of now or never moments, right? These, these, these trapeze moments. You know those trapeze artists at the circus that they're, they're, they're swinging on the thing and then, they, uh, then they, they, they let go and they fly through the air and, and they, they grab the hand of the guy who's hanging upside down from the other thing, right? That, that's incredible. It's cool on TV, but when you see that in person and, and you just like realize <gasps> someone could fall through their doom right now. Like there's just something breathtaking about seeing it live. I remember hearing about, you know, um, trapeze artists. They say the hardest part of, of, of learning how to do trapeze is learning to let go. You see, there's this moment when, when the trapeze is, is, is as far out as it's going to go before swinging back. It's as far out as it's going to go, and then the other trapeze is as close as it's going to be before it swings back, right? And, 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 and it's like this, and that is the exact moment you've got to let go and lurch forward. And if you hesitate, you could get seriously hurt. Or you could look like a dope swinging back, you know. We reach these moments in our lives, these, these sort of trapeze moments where we have to let go and we have to trust Jesus. We have to let go and, and we have to get out the door. And, and, and for this guy, this was that moment. He couldn't look back. He, 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 he couldn't go get himself ready. It was now or never. And when it comes to our walk with Jesus, sometimes it's now or never. Tomorrow is not guaranteed to us. And so if we just uh, wait to get our ducks in a row, wait to be, uh, per, you know, have perfect closure on the old life and, and, and we've said goodbye and we're ready for the new life, well, we don't know what could happen along the way. So we need to be willing to let go to begin that walk now. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Plow forward. Don't look back. All of these boil down to one thing. Talked about these these obstacles that get in our way. There, there's the, there's the, the, the fear of, of security. Right? I want to feel secure. I don't want to go outside of my comfort zone. There's uh, the, the unwillingness to look, to look, look back. Right? Uh, I'm, I'm worried about my past. I'm worried about what's behind me. There's uh, all the obligations in my life right now. I'm, I'm waiting for this perfect moment. There's one thing that connects all of these. And it's this issue of trust. Do we trust Jesus enough to walk with him, to believe that if we get out the door, the obligations are going to be taken care of. 
Do we trust him enough to, to, to know that even if we don't know where we're laying our head tonight, if we don't, even if we don't know what's on the road before us, he's going to take care of us. Do we trust him that much? Do we trust him to tie up the loose ends so that we can go forward? It's a matter of trust. Do we trust Jesus enough to walk with him? Because if we trust, if we trust Jesus, there's nothing to stop us. And if we don't trust Jesus, then there'll always be another excuse not to get out the door. It all comes down to do we trust Jesus enough to walk with him? Do we have enough faith to put on our shoes and to step outside and trust that everything else will be taken care of? Because the promise is great. When you walk with Jesus, it's like nothing else. You know the benefits. You know the, the peace and the hope and the comfort that comes from that, that prayer life and, 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 and from, from studying the scripture and, and, and from worshiping with other people who walk with Jesus. You know all of that. You know that if you take your, your faith seriously, that it's going to transform you into the person that you're meant to be, that you're called to be. You know the benefits. It's hard to get out the door. The story about, uh, about an explorer who's going out to the new world. And, uh, and, and you know, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's in a tavern and he's got all these men together and he's trying to convince them to be in his crew. And he says, guys, it's going to be amazing. The new world is like no place you've ever seen. The, 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 golden, uh, the, the, the golden sands on the beach, the pristine blue waters as far as the eye can see, uh, uh, fruits, exotic fruits like you've never tasted, uh, gold and, 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 and topaz, and, and you're going to come back rich beyond your wildest imagination. Won't you come with me? And, uh, and a guy couldn't get anyone to sign up. They all thought he was overselling it just a little bit, that he was, uh, he was, he was trying to trick them into something. So he tries a different tact, goes to a different tavern, gathers these guys up and says, listen, I, I'm offering you a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be tough. We are going to face some, uh, some uh, gale, gale storm winds like, like you have never seen before. Uh, storms that could, that could overturn our boat. You are going to see lightning um, and, 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 and hailstones and, and, and you're going to be within an inch of your life. And, and, and you're going to pray like you've never prayed before because you're going to be so terrified. And then before we get to the new world, we're going to hit the doldrums. And it'll be, it'll be days, maybe even weeks before we get a wind. And we may run out of food. And we may run out of water. And, uh, and, 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 and we may be starving and, and, and killing birds and eating them. And then when we get there, 
um, they're, they're, going to be, uh, they're going to be natives there that might not trust us and, uh, and, and, and might try to go to war with us. But if you hang on to the end, then your character is going to be formed and, and, and you're going to come back here hardened explorers. And you're going to have stories to tell your grandchildren about the new world, about the things you did and saw. You know what? Those guys in that tavern, they all, every biggie, every one of them, they signed up. And some didn't even go home and tell their families because they were so excited. See, Jesus is up front with us about what this is going to be like. He gives us an honest TripAdvisor review. The view's great, but the amenities stink. It's going to be tough. There are going to be some times when you're walking with me that, that you're not even going to know where I am. It's going to be heartache and sorrow. And, and you're going you're to try and, try and have hope, but it's just going to be tough. And, and there are going to be times when you, you face persecution for your belief. There are going to be times when you suffer. But if you make it to the end, your character is going to be formed in such a way into the image of Christ. And the joys you see on that other shore are going to be unlike anything you've ever seen. So for you and I, we know all the benefits. We know all the excuses. We have a decision to make. We can wait around. Maybe a better opportunity will present itself. Maybe there's another time in our life where this will be easier for us. Or we can put on our shoes. We can walk out the door. We can follow Jesus today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.